And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. Um, we got a we got uh, Chris Ward, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's the um, sports guy at um, Regional Radio KKWK. Chris, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm good, buddy. How are you, sir? Thanks I'm for having me on. Uh, absolutely. Good to have you back after a couple weeks. So, um, Chris, uh, what, a, what a football game you covered on Friday night. Um, talk about that and um, anything else that really stuck out to you last week. Yeah, I had Princeton and Milan. And, uh, it was everything it was, cracked, was cracked up to be. Uh, I mean, it was hard hitting. Uh, right out of the gates, you thought maybe it was going to be a blowout because Princeton came out a little shaky, had a couple bad snaps. They run that uh, kind of single wing stuff with the, the two running backs back there to take the snap. And uh, back-to-back plays, it went over ahead and off the way to the left. And so they lost like 30 yards in the first two plays. And, of course, for those that don't know, uh, their head coach, Nathan Powell, is out. Uh, with, I don't know if he had COVID or – uh, he was contact tracing or quarantine or whatever the deal was, but some, you know, 2020, uh, he was out. So they didn't even have their head coach. They come out, that happens. Milo goes right down the field and scores. You're like, oh, no, here we go. Uh, but kudos to Princeton for uh, really kind of uh, regrouping, gathering themselves up, not letting a bad start get under their skin too much. Uh, they fought back, kept it close, uh, got some defensive stops. And next thing you know, they were able to get the run game going. Uh, scored 21, I believe it is, unanswered points in the fourth quarter. It was 20, 21 points there in the fourth quarter. Uh, to come back and win, and they score with a minute and a half left to take their first lead of the night. Um, and uh, they're at Milan, a senior-laden team. Uh, we know Coach Cole and uh, moved up there, and uh, so Milan was the quarterback, a senior quarterback, got Coach's kid as a running back. They got huge offensive defensive lines. I mean, that's a really good Milan team that was very highly state-ranked all season long. Uh, and uh, for Princeton, again, I've said it numerous times, I think they, outside of Fawcett, might be the hottest team in Northwest Missouri football, uh, the way they're playing. They've just, they figured it out. There's just on a run. Um, and, man, the, the heart that those kids showed on Friday night in, in the ability to come back, you know, the never-say-die attitude, uh, chip away, chip away, and find a way to get it done there in the fourth quarter. Because, again, the third quarter, it looked like Milan had kind of come out and reestablished themselves. And Princeton just came roaring back, got a stop. And next thing you know, the fourth quarter, like I said, three scores. And uh, they come from behind with like a minute and 20-some seconds left to, to score the what will be the game winner. So, um, Chris, um, let's talk about some districts now. I'll tell you what, man, we got championship Friday. I know um, I'm pretty excited about it. I know you are too. Let's start with Class 1 District 8. This is going to be um, the game where you're at. Once again, you're going to be there for the rematch. I'm, I'm going to be there for the rematch. The um, – the Battle of the Buchanan's. This time it's in Fawcett, East Buchanan, Mid Buchanan, District Championship on the line. Break it down for me. Well, I, th- I mean, it's, it's the same game it was, what, five, six weeks ago uh, when we saw it. Um, I think the, the onus is on East Buchanan to, to come out and, and challenge Mid Buchanan and give them something different. Uh, as we talked about previously, uh, I was pretty impressed i liked the idea of where they were at when they first played as you saw they came out they slowed things down they were doing things a little differently they're breaking the huddle with like 10 seconds on the play clock sprinting up getting a snap off real quick not letting maybe can make those little adjustments those little alignment things that you have to do to recognize what's coming at you and kind of read the play uh, i thought that was a very good plan uh the trick is you have to keep maybe can from scoring when they have the ball so you can slow it down uh uh, the oldest is going to be on East Buchanan to do that. Now, if you look back, all these games, there's been a lot of rematches in this division. Each one of those rematches has been a little bit better than the regular season. One. East Buck North Platte, a little bit better, even though it was still a pretty big wide spread. Uh, just last week, East Buchanan had a dog fight with a, a pretty scrappy West Platte bunch, a team that they kind of uh, gave it to. I think it was like a three-score game uh, when they met in the regular season towards the end. So rematches are hard. It's not going to be easy for uh, Mid Buchanan just to come in. East Buchanan's not going to lay down. It's a rivalry game, all that, but they've seen it. Now that they 
they have an idea when they're practicing all week this week what they're getting ready for. They can kind of game plan exactly what they saw, what Midbuck did to them. Now, of course, Midbuck's got good coaches over there. They're going to try to adjust and change some things up too. Uh, but uh, East Buchanan's going to have uh, the opportunity here to, uh, to to spend some time thinking about it. They, they've seen it. They've got it on tape. They know what happened to them. They know what worked, what didn't work. So, uh, again, they've got good coaches. Coach Ritter's a, a good, smart, young football mind. Uh, Coach Musser is obviously a, a veteran of the for, the for the age, a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, that guy knows his football. He's forgotten more than any of us probably know combined. Uh, and, and they've got some good youth assistant coaches in there that really uh, kind of keep the spark up. Trick is they got to sustain um, – withstand that first punch uh, mid bucks one of those teams likes to come out and hit you right in the face really quick and then get you back on your heels you can't let them do that you have to withstand that first volley or at least keep up with that first volley uh, you, you may not stop them but you better answer it uh, and kind of punch them in the mouth back see what happens that's the that's the answer to a bully right is the bully picks on you you punch them back and see if they can take that east buchanan a better punch back absolutely um then this one, Class 1, District 7. Uh, this one's going to be real interesting. I know we talked about the uh, Princeton-Milan game a little bit ago. Um, definitely. What about Hamilton knocking off South Harrison, the number one seed in the district? So we got the um, four-seed Hamilton, a three-seeded Princeton. I think this is going to be a tremendous game. Definitely uh, talk about this one. It's probably the better game of the two in Class 1, honestly, as far as the matchup goes. Uh, I mean, that's just the fact that Bucks just that good. Uh, but, man, Hamilton – Coach Fritz and I have talked about this for the last few weeks. That's been his pick to win that district is because he just, that is, they played the KCI. The KCI is that good. It did not, I mean, it was an upset, but it didn't shock me that Coach Obert had his kids ready to go and were able to withstand what South Harrison does. That played right into Hamilton. What's Hamilton do? They've got a great line and they run the ball well. What's South Harrison do? Great line, run the ball well. Those are two teams that are very much at it. I would say the KCI kind of battle tested Hamilton. They've got they've played the better offenses throughout the year. Not that the GRC is bad, but the KCI is the but to me the best small school conference in the state of Missouri. Uh, you see a little bit of all that. So many different offenses and coaches and styles that you're battle hardened. You're ready. You know what you're doing when you get to this level. And we shouldn't be surprised. Hamilton's done this what three years in a row. They've come in as not a top two or three seed and then played for the district title or won a district title. Uh, obviously. It, for them, it goes on how those kids up front go, uh, you know, does um, does the line really work? Can they get Sawyer Morrow out? Can Tucker Ross, you know, make the right reads of that option game? If, if you get that goal, Fisher next door for those guys up front, I know Eli's back. Uh, if, if, if the line can play well and they can run the ball, Hamilton can beat anybody. Uh, same thing for Princeton, though. I mean, uh, they've got they've got that thing figured out up there. Now, they can't have a slow start against the Hamilton because Sorry Morrow can put some points up quickly on you. But if they can run the ball and kind of go on those long kind of drawn out and then hit you with a quick slashing kind of play because both that Hinky kid and uh, the Burwinger kid, both of them, if they get loose and find a little seam, they can make you pay. Uh, Hamilton's got to watch that. If they, and, of course, it's kind of the same game plan for both, play good defense and try to get your run game going. And uh, that's going to be your good old school kind of football, you know, the punch-counter-punch kind of fight there in the middle of the – middle of the field and just see who can break off the big plays and who can keep the run games in check the most. And uh, that, that game's very intriguing. I think probably the best game in Northwest Missouri for the weekend. All right. Then the, the last one we're going to talk about really, I think it's going to be really interesting again is a class three district day. We got Maryville on the road for a district championship game. That don't happen too often. So, um, you know, Matt coach Webb's boys are on the road. They're at Richmond, the number one seed in the district. So um, talk about how talk about this one. 
Uh, Richmond's good. Uh, I know a lot of people up in our neck of the woods don't necessarily see a lot of the Richmond Spartans or the MRVC. That's a very good team. They're very senior laden. They've got a quarterback that's an all-state caliber quarterback. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't see as much around the state in class three as, as maybe I should. Uh, but he's he's in that conversation of one of the best quarterbacks in class three football. He runs that offense really well. Uh, they're battle tested too. I mean, uh, think of the teams that they beat down the stretch, the, the Lexingtons and the Lafayette counties. Uh, these are teams that are, you know, top 10 state ranked teams. Lafayette counties play for a district title in class two that's a very good group of teams they're playing they're also jumping up and playing some of the other uh, you know the, the the teams like maryville's and such maryville uh, has finally found their, their their footing so to speak i guess uh, they're early on they had some injuries had the covid bug etc and then add in the fact that it's played a brutal schedule uh so that kind of took a little luster off i think maybe some of us started questioning up there but now that they're all healthy they're all you know they've hit the ground running and with a vengeance uh, this is going to be a very intriguing matchup. Uh, I, I want to say that Maryville is going to win this game, but boy, they have trouble when they run into those really good MRVC teams for whatever reason. Think back. Oak Grove got them in a quarterfinal game. Odessa got them earlier this year. That's the defending state champ, MRVC. Richmond is a top 10 team. That's uh, There's been times that Richmond's been able to get them. For whatever reason, when they run into one of those top upper echelon MRVC teams, uh, A, they're both really good football teams. So, you know, you put two good teams together, one of them's got to lose. Uh, but Maryville's had their trouble there. Uh, I don't think they will. I want to say Maryville's going to win this football game, but I would not be surprised if this is right down to the wire and one of those kind of last team that has the ball wins it kind of things. It's going to be a good old-fashioned slugfest, and, uh, but doing it different ways. I think these are going to be some fun district games. Um, Chris, um, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, obviously we got the pregame show. It's an hour later this at this point just because uh, there's less stuff to – less games to talk about. So we start at 6 o'clock now. And then, of course, uh, the Petty John Auto Center Enzo show after the games. I know uh, our Can friends are going to have the uh, Princeton-Hamilton game. And then I'm sure Stewart's got another one of the games from up uh, in the eight-man world on, on their airwaves. Um, so, yeah, we just keep it going on regional radio. You know, we, we'll cover about everything we can and, and keep everybody up to date. Absolutely. Definitely check them out, 100.1 or northwestmoinfo.com. Chris Ward, uh, thank you so much for um, coming on again, and uh, good luck to you and your guys and your coverage. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.